This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Okay, so I'm sure everyone aware, uh, is aware that tomorrow is Tainus Esther. So whenever we talk about a fast day, we always go through the halachas, as was mentioned before. Some of the halachas you need to know about the fast day. So first of all, we posted here that the fast day starts at 501. If you look around at others, you'll see, I think they give 508 or 509. So we've spoken about this many times in every fast day we go through this. So I'll keep it short and simple. There's a shayla how to calculate Aloysia Shachar. Everyone agrees that a fast day starts at Aloysia Shachar. The question is, when is Aloysia Shachar? So the Gemara sounds like Aloysia Shachar is 72 minutes before the nates. So then... Then you just figure what time Nates is, subtract 72, and that's what time Aloysia Shachar is. However, we pointed out many times that that's a very difficult way to calculate it. That's probably not the more logical way of calculating it. The more correct way of calculating it is using some form of a degrees to figure out what degree the sun was at that day in the Gemara when the Gemara said it's, seven, it's four mil between uh, Aloysia and Anates. So we use what's called 16.1 degrees below the horizon. By, uh, in Rav Moshe, by an MTJ, they use 18 degrees below the horizon. That's even earlier. But here we use 16.1 degrees, which takes us to about 501. It's earlier than everyone else's. So again, this fast, it's not dramatically, or drastically earlier. The other fast, Asar Batevis, it was about 12, 15 minutes, I think. This is only 7 or 8 minutes for you, for you very early risers. But we consider Aloysia Hashachar at 501. And, and again, if you want to wake up before Aloysia Hashachar, we mentioned this in the past, that preferably when you go to bed tonight, you should have in mind that you want to wake up before the fast. That's what we call it tonight. This way, when you wake up in the morning, you can have... Uh, either food or drink. If you don't make the tonight, then according to Svardim, you can't eat or drink. According to Ashkenazim, you may eat, but you may drink, but you may not eat. So preferably, if you plan on getting up tomorrow morning, have in mind tonight when you go to bed, you don't want to be makabalatainis by going to sleep. If you want to have a real breakfast, you want to get up tomorrow morning and have bagels, and you want to have bread and eggs and pancakes, you should really do that more than a half an hour before Allah Shacha which means you should start your breakfast at around 4.25. This is where you started it more than a half an hour before Lezir Shachar. If you're just getting up for a cup of coffee, a cup of juice, then you can do that any time before 5.01. After 5.01, the fast has already begun. Now, Tain Esther is a very unique fast from a halachic point, from a hashkafic point as well, but we'll focus today on the halachic significance. It seems to stick out from all the other fast days that we have on the books. If you look at the, the fast days that the Navi describes in Yirmiya, so he always calls the fast days, the four fast days that we know of are Asar B'teves, Shivas B'tamas, Sam G'dayah, and Tishabov. Even, even Sam G'dayah doesn't fit into the other fast days. And the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah asks, where does Sam G'dayah fit in? So the Gemara tells us that Misa Sadiqim is Kisrefa's Beis Elokeinah. That when a Tzadik dies, like G'dayah ben Achikam, that was the equivalent of the burning of the Beis HaMikdash. But this fast day for sure doesn't fit into any of those, because what are we fasting? What exactly is Tainus Esther? If you look in the Navi, the Navi does not have Tainus Esther as one of the fast days. So what is Tainus Esther? So the classical answer that we assume is where Mr. Brewer brings it down, basically from the Rambam, that Tainus Esther, although the name sounds like there's a specific connection to Esther, Tainus Esther was really the fast day that the Jewish people fasted after Esther's fasting. We know Esther fasted in Nisan, right? When the decree came down, people often get the storyline a little confused. Right? When the storyline came down, it was in the month of Nisan. The Jewish people found out in Nisan that in 11 months they're going to be killed in Adar. So right then and there, they decided to do something. Instead of waiting, right, instead of procrastinating, they said, well, I'll worry about it then. They said, no, we've got to worry about it now. So Esther said, I'll go speak to the king only if the Jewish people fast. Lech, is called Ayudim, the Jewish people have to fast. So that fast, it was actually during Pesach. 
and there's always a big discussion, how can you fast the Pesach? What happened to the mitzvah of Achilles Matzah? So maybe on Pesach we'll talk about it, how they got around that problem. So the fasting that we do on Yud Gimel was not Esther's fast. That was like the Gemara says, Zman Kehila which means, the way Rashi learns the Gemara, the way the Rambam assumes, is that everyone fasted before we went to war. Because again, when we're children, we think the Purim story ends with Haman's hanging. That's not exactly where the Purim story ends. The Purim story ends that now we have to go defend ourselves because it was already decreed that we're going to die, so now we have to go fight. So before we went to fight, we fasted because before Jewish people go to battle, they did all the help they can get. So on Yud Gimel, which was the day before we went to battle, that's when we fasted. So that's what Tiny Sester is. But the Raman points out that Tiny Sester is a unique day because it shows us that when we dive into Kaddish Baruch Hu, things can be things happen. Our tefillahs are answered, and ultimately the Jewish people beat the people in Shushan, and they were victorious. So Tiny Sester is more of a happy ending than the typical fast day that has a sad ending, right? All the other fast days were sad. Beginning of the Chorban, the Chorban, here this was the beginning, and then the happy ending was the Purim story. So right away has a little bit of a different feel to the fast day. So it does have leniencies, but not all the way as far as people think it goes. For example, the Ramah writes that if a person is not feeling well on this fast day, he doesn't have to be a chilish yesh besakana, even a chilish besakana. If he's not feeling well, he doesn't have to fast on Tainus Esther. Maybe that's not the case for the other fast days, but for Tainus Esther, we're much, much more makel. If a person's not feeling well, person's under the weather, there's much more leniencies. What about someone who's making a bris tomorrow or someone who's toich sheva brachis? So there's a ritva, the Berhalacha quotes a ritva, and simitav reish mem tes and hilchas Tainus. The ritva says that on a regular fast day, chasen and bal bris have to fast. So the question is, what about Tainus Esther? So many Achorinim hold, no, Tainus Esther, Chosin does not fast, Kalo does not fast, Bali Bris don't fast. Who's the Bali Bris? The Moyal Hassan, the Gvavia Ben. They don't have to fast either if someone were to make a Bris tomorrow. However, many Achorinim disagree. They say, no, even on Tainus Esther, everyone has to fast unless it's a Tainus Esther Nitzchah. Unless it would be Purim on Sunday and then Tainus gets pushed back to Thursday, then we'd be more makel. That's the way Rav Moshe held. That's the way quite a few G'daylam held. But the flip side had many Achreinim. Um, Rabbi Yashiv, Yabi Oimer, Rabbi Stipler, many, many Achreinim held that a regular Tainus Esther tomorrow, if someone got married this week and he's in the middle of Sheva Brachas, he would not fast this upcoming Tainus Esther. So right away we see a leniency built into Tainus Esther that we don't find by other fast days. Now, even though we are more lenient with Tainus Esther, but that's only if there's a reason. Person wakes up and just says, Well, I, I, I'm not in the mood to fast. You know, I, I'm not interested. No, that's not going to work. You have to have some form of medical condition, right? The Ramos says, Cave It's got an eye pain. Or today we'd maybe call that a headache, so severe migraine maybe. But just to say, Well, I'm just not in the mood, that's not going to work. There's an interesting discussion about women fasting. We've gone through this discussion before. I saw that the Nitta Gavriel, Gavriel Tzinner writes that for this fast day, you can use a leniency. There's a Shaila in the Paiskim, what's considered a woman who's not nursing, but she's within two years of having a baby. So most Akhrenim assume she's not considered a main necklace and she has to fast. There's a cooler from the Marsham and Rebbe Vajah's Mekel like that, but most of the Litvisha Ashkenazim are not Mekel unless she's actively nursing. So the Nitta Gavriel says, for time necessity, you could be Mekel for a lady who's within two years of having a baby, even if she's not actively nursing, because time necessity has some coolers. A quote in the name of the Divrei Yecheskel. Divrei Yecheskel was the Shinova. Who was the Shinova? The Shinova was the oldest son of the Divrei Chaim. So the Divrei, this is where this minak started amongst the Chesidim. The Divrei Yecheskel said, any woman who's of childbearing age, she doesn't fast. That was, it came from him. That's where they blame it on him. They say he was the one who made up this minute. So uh, many Achreinim say, although on a regular fast, they would never accept such a ruling, but when it comes to Tainus Esther, we're more makel. However, there's an interesting chuva from Rabbi Harfinis, where he points out that that was only back then. 
Back then, women weren't as strong as they are today. They didn't have as much food. They didn't have vitamins and medications and things like that. Today, Baruch Hashem, we assume that a lady who's of the age that she can have children can still manage to fast one day and she would be okay. But the Klausenberger, the Divri Yatsev, comes up with a, a Gavalda Gechadish. The Divri Yatsev wants to come up with two reasons why he thinks women are makel not to fast on Tainus Esther. He writes, a big Chiddush. He writes that one of the reasons why we fast on Tainus Esther is to be mechaper on the Aveira of Nen and Mesut Desachashverish. And he writes, the women didn't go to Mesut Desachashverish. Therefore, says the Klausenberger Rebbe, since the women didn't go to Mesut Desachashverish, they don't need a kapara from Tainus Esther. The problem with that is, is a shtickle shver, because the Gemara says, that one of the reasons why the Jewish people deserved to die during the Purim story was because we went to Suda Sachashverish. If that would be the case, then why did the women get killed? Only the men should have got killed. So the Chari you're going to have to say is, there were two reasons why we would deserve to be killed at that time. One was bowing down, and one was Nenem Suda Sachashverish. You're going to have to say that the women at least did the bowing down, this way they deserve to be killed also. But then he comes over to Berepshah, which I find very, very, it's true. He writes that one of the reasons why we fast in Tainus Esther is like the reason why, why we fast uh, Erev Chasana. Uh, we know sometimes you want to make sure to avoid potential problems. You fast to ensure that everything runs smoothly. So the Kosselberger Rebbe writes, he says, you know, Purim is taka a shtickle dangerous day. You know, people drink and they get out of control and they misbehave. So we fast before Purim to make sure nothing bad happens on Purim. Tying the Kosselberger, women don't drink on Purim. So since women don't drink on Purim, they don't have to fast on Tainus Esther. That's what he writes. I think he's just really trying to be Melamed Tzchus and Klai Yisrael. But all the Achreinim write together, all the Achreinim from all different circles, even women or Chreinim who don't fast, there's still no, no right to indulge on fast days. If Klai Yisrael is Betainus, there's no right for a person to indulge on these fast days. Another leniency that is true for Tainus Esther is that normally on other fast days, we mentioned there's a Chumrah to treat it like the nine days, which means no haircuts, no shaving, no swimming, no music. That is not true for Tainus Esther. Tainus Esther has none of those restrictions. A person can take a haircut, he can go swimming, he can take a hot shower, he can listen to music. I did see quoted Bishem Rebeliashiv, that Rebeliashiv said best not to listen to music tomorrow. I'm not sure why, but everyone else, all the others, I think Rebbeim Kanevsky included, all the others have said, no, tomorrow we don't treat it like a Chumrah of a Tainus, and therefore tomorrow you can treat it like a regular day, haircut, swimming, hot showers, whatever you want. None of the Chumras that apply by the other fast applies to, um, applies to Tainus Esther. They quote from the Yisrael V'Sherish Avodah that Tainus Esther is a very big day for tefillah. Right, a lot of people know Purim is a big day for tefillah. Right? It's going on tefillah. But the Yisrael V'Sherish Avodah says Tainus Esther is a big day for tefillah. Why? Because think about it. That was the day we davened for the Nitzachan that happened the next day. So it's, uh, it's Kedai to remember this, that uh, Purim, that Tainus Esther is also a day for, uh, for tefillah. So let's uh, use the day wisely. They quote from the, um, they quote in the, the Magna Avram quotes from Rishonim that they didn't used to say Shir on Tainus Esther. Why? Because the Rabbeim were very busy getting ready for Sudas Purim. So I told this to my Talmudim, so they said they're not showing up to Yeshiva. I said, you got to read it carefully. It didn't say there was no Yeshiva. It says the Rebbe didn't show up. So I'm not showing up, you guys have to show up. Because I have to, I'm the Rebbe, you guys are the Talmudim. But if you look at the Mr. Brewer and the later Achrem, they all point out, that means there wasn't as formal yeshiva with the structure of yeshiva, but it's a shame not to learn Torah on Tainus Esther. It's, it's already worse that we don't learn Torah on Purim. There's no reason not to learn Torah on Tainus Esther and on Purim also. So it's a Kedai day to use for both Torah and Tefillah. It's a very special day. It's a very special day. It's a day mesugal for uh, Ace Ruts, and therefore we should try to use the day wisely and as productively as we possibly can.